this is kind of family time this morning, but also we're going to get to some scripture too. And so I was going to ask you guys a question. Do you want to talk about the elephant in the room this morning? Did anybody notice that? <laughs> There's an elephant in the room. So we're going to try to talk about the elephant in the room this morning a little bit. Somebody asked me the other day, when it will ever start feeling like awakened church and not just two separate churches? Now, when we go through our worship time this morning, I'm not sure if you can tell the difference. When we come together on Sunday mornings like this and we worship, our worship services on Sunday mornings are just a small piece of what we do and who we are, right? We're two churches who came together, and this person was wondering, are we ever going to start feeling like one? And I don't know where everybody's at with that, but I've heard a couple pieces out there like that, so I thought I was going to talk about that elephant in the room, if it's an elephant to you. So you might be missing how things used to be. You might be missing certain people that aren't here every week or that you can connect with as easily. You might think things have changed. We're doing everything the Coast Hills way. You might think that things have changed. We're doing everything the True Vine way. We've made up some new ways and stuff where actually you both might be wrong. You might, both might be right. And it takes time together. When Beth and I got married almost 29 years ago, whew, we didn't like have the ceremony on Saturday and then go back to our parents' house on Sunday. I don't know if you guys, maybe you did that, but we got married and we went on a pretty pitiful honeymoon that I missed out on. But well, that's what happens, you know, when you, it, it was not pitiful. We had fun, but it was kind of like, it wasn't like hey, we're going to Hawaii for the week. We went on our honeymoon, and we've been together ever since. Neither one of us has ever moved back to our parents' house. Now, there was a nine-month stint in my parents' house where we built a house, and I'm not sure how we survived the marriage with that either. So it was just joking. But when we made this move to come together, to get married, to merge two churches, we made it because we believed God was in it. And so did everyone else who voted. Our hope and movement is that we move when he moves, or at least that we are close enough that his grace covers us. God has plans for us. He is working. He has been working. And we are right in the middle of the plan right now. We're right at the beginning of the plan, depending on how you look at it. His plan. We don't know everything as well as we wish we did, but because we're faithful people, God will continue to work with us. It's because God works with faithful people. We are courageous people, and despite what we don't know, we continue to move on. See, courage is the ability to do something despite being frightened. It's, it's strength in the face of pain or grief. And someone has said once that courage is fear that has said its prayers. Be strong and courageous. That statement is, I looked it up this morning, and to the best of my abilities, it looks like be strong and courageous is used over 17 times in the Bible. There, it might be more. That's what my search turned up. Be strong and courageous. And um, one of my favorites is Joshua 1.9, and it's because God is saying it. God is saying it, and it, to me it's like a commandment. God is saying um, have I not commanded you? Well, I guess it is a commandment there. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Strong and courageous equals get strong. 
stay strong. Be bold, stay bold. Hold and hold fast. Don't give up. Don't let go. Don't turn back. Don't stop. God is with us and he gives us the ability to do whatever he may need us to do. If you'd open up your Bibles, please, to Genesis 11, 1 through 9. Lord, thank you for your word as we read it. May it speak to hearts in ways not even planned, God. This has been great so far this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made it to Genesis 11, I'm going to read verses 1 through 9. And it says, Now all the earth used the same language and the same words. And it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And here's just a little side note if I don't remember later. Don't settle anywhere God hasn't told you to. Then they said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and fire them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and they used tar for motor. And they said, Come, let's build Let's let's build ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let's make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered abroad over the face of all the earth. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the men had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they all have the same language. And this is what they have started to do. And now nothing which they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore it was named Babel, because the Lord, because there the Lord confused their language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. Now, do you understand the little object lesson we did at the beginning? One of the things that I remember about this story as a kid, or maybe it was even on TV the way they presented this story, is that when these people built this tower, they put a man on top of it with a bow and arrow that was going to try to shoot into the heavens and like to try to kill God. That's what the implications were. Like they were trying to they were trying to assert themselves above God. And that might be true. But I want to know this morning if we could just look at these people as people. Because they probably weren't much different than any other people groups around today. It, it's um, what happens when people start to get focused on something else. They start to miss the mark. So I don't know if I want to consider these people evil or, or not, other than you know, God came down and said, oh, this isn't really what I had planned for them. Perhaps they weren't consulting God on what they should do. But but these people, if we look at chapter 11 of Genesis, these people are the descendants of Noah. They're right after the flood, after everybody who was annihilated except for Noah and his family. These people are descendants of Noah who've been sent out to go into the world to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. That's Genesis 9.1. They also repeat that in verse 7. It says, As for you, be fruitful and multiply, populate the earth abundantly and multiply in it. These are those people. I don't know how many years down the road, 
But these are that group of people. What happened? I think I know what happened, but I could be wrong. I think they took their eyes off the promise and focused on the problem. They focused on the commandment of God of to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And they focused on that promise of him blessing them and got focused on the problem. The problem was that the promise sounded good in the beginning, but after a while you kind of get distracted. Life takes its toll. You may forget the promise or perhaps you get tired or perhaps the task looks too big to accomplish. And so you settle where God hasn't asked you to settle. We settle where God's asked us not to settle. People groups settle. It looked like a great place. It looked like um, we could accomplish a lot here and make a name for ourselves, which we're not trying to do that either. But somehow be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth becomes let's stop and make a name for ourselves so we don't get scattered abroad. But getting scattered abroad was exactly what was supposed to happen. It's called filling the earth. <laughs> getting scattered out, or filling the earth and getting scattered out, that's filling the earth. That's, that's scattered abroad, which is what God wanted them to do, was to fill the earth. And somehow it got, it got changed to, um, we're just going to settle here. What was supposed to happen by faith got totally spun around by fear. Your fear will keep you stuck in the same place or at best out of the place God has for you. Because they were afraid that they weren't going to have a name for themselves. They were afraid they weren't going to be a people group. Maybe they were tired of filling the earth. Maybe it felt like a good place. Maybe there was enemies out there. Maybe they could look way far out there and see this earth doesn't ever end. We're going to stop right here and make a name for ourselves. And we'll be safe. We'll be protected. We'll settle. So God comes down to see what's happening. And in verse 6, God says, Indeed, the people are one. And they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. So God confuses their speaking, and now they can't communicate effectively, and in doing so, it gets people moving again. If he hadn't done that, they would have stayed in their comfort zone. And his will would not have been done. In, ca- in this case... Being one and speaking the same language became a stumbling block for them. Became a stumbling block for them. But I want to know what would happen if we were strong and courageous and if we hold on to the promises of God and we work on becoming one, then what's possible? Well, right up here, he just said the people are one and they have one language, and, and this is now nothing. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. See, that was possible without God. I think it's still possible, <laughs> it's super possible with God. I think what, what, how far would we go? 
as we work on some of the things we can work on and let him take us where he wants to take us. If, if being one and being able to communicate as one without God enables you to accomplish anything, just think what could happen when you partner those, t- those two things with the will of God. Becoming one is a process. It takes time. You actually have to grow through things together. You might have to venture over to the land of strong and courageous to make it through this time. See, right now we still speak a little bit two different languages. We kind of got the Coast Hills, True Vine, kind of still speaking kind of two kind of languages. And it's not, like I said earlier, not so much about the ability to, to use the same vocabulary. It's about spending enough time together to understand each other. To find out that we are really not that different at all. God wants to bless his people and prosper them. He wants to make his people into a great nation. And he wants to make a name for them. But he wants to do it according to his will, his timing, and his plan. And that is how we end up in the right place at the right time. We only settle where he wants us to settle. In fact, that's exactly what God does in the next chapter for Abram. In Genesis 12, 1 through 3, God comes to Abram and he says, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What's to be afraid of there? See, I think the other group of people, they wanted to do all that for themselves because they were afraid of the opposite of that. Our name won't be great. We won't have a land. You won't, we won't be blessed. The people who curse us will kill us. Our families won't have any namesake. They won't have any history. They won't have any legacy. And I think they responded in fear. But God told Abram, that I'm going to make a great name for you. And this, this chat, this, these verses in Genesis, that sounds like a, a lot better to me than just a city with a big tower. God's desire for us is to be one faithful group of people with enough courage and strength to take on the challenge of multiplying and filling whatever space that he gives us. But what can we do to stay strong and courageous, to help and understand each other, to stay in God's will? And how do we know when we're becoming one? That's a big picture. That's a big question. Lots of big things right there. And the first thing I put down is prayer. (laughs) I was looking at this story and I thought, if God has to come down to see what's going on, there hasn't been much prayer happening. If you, if you got to come down from heaven to say, like, can you imagine? Hey, Father, the angel's like, have you seen what's going on down there? Well, I haven't heard much lately. Did you know what they're doing? Did you tell them to do that? 
Well, let's go check it out. If God has to come down from heaven to see what's going on because we haven't talked to him about what he wants to get done, (laughs) there must not be enough prayer happening. See, prayer can help keep us on task and help us stay in the plan. We need to be in prayer with God, with ourselves, and with each other. That can help us be one. That can help us keep moving forward. See, when you start hearing other people's prayers, you start to understand them. You start to figure out, just like I said earlier, that they're not not much different than you at all. They have worries. They have victories. They have fears. They have celebrations. They have needs. They have family members with needs. Like if I just kept asking those questions of who has that, all of our hands would be up in just a few minutes, just a few seconds. We all have needs. And we all have a desire or a need to contact God in prayer and to stay in prayer with him so that we know where we're going. And it helps us become one. Next is be strong and courageous. Identify areas where you are standing still or retreating. So that's not that's not moving into the future. That's not taking a chance to move out of the place you're in right now. If you see yourself in withdrawal or isolating or just staying comfortable, that's probably not going to keep you moving. It's probably not going to keep us moving. Like, you might have to go talk to somebody you don't know. You might have to specifically go talk to somebody if you're involved in something and you want to see oneness happen. You might have to get your Holy Spirit laser target out and go approach Him. Say, hey, I noticed you. Are you involved in anything? Are you involved in this? Would you like to come help with this? Could you, you know, and what's the worst they could say? I won't say the worst that they could say. But the worst they could say would be no. No, I'm not going to do that. But at least you took a chance. How will we know when we're becoming one? When the, here, here's another one. When the people's problems that, that you didn't know start to feel like your problems too, then we're starting to become as one. When, when others' losses become your losses too. It's when you feel like you had a piece or a part in the testimony that happened this morning. Yeah. And I can tell you that only, that only happens by trying to get connected. And, and like I said about the website earlier and, and things trying to get done, some of that's on us, but some of it isn't all. Like every, all of you all have phones. And we got the directory and most of the stuff in there is pretty accurate. It's, it's not easy always to get connected, I understand. But listen, we, God's got great plans for us. I mean, this is two weeks in a row, like healing testimony last week, healing testimony this week, and I already know there's going to be a healing testimony next week. It's already pre-planned. They're stacking up. And we value the power of the testimony. There are people working and serving and leading groups that, you know, you can help with leading serve, or you can attend and be part of it. There's ways of finding that stuff out. But God's got good plans for us. And, and he wants to do 
and take us into a place that's our own. Like, we're not just going to set up camp here or over there. Like, we're, we're kind of nomadic with him. We want to follow where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do. And, you know, that can look like a lot of little places, too, as each one of your hearts are, have a desire to do this or do that. But one thing that, um, as I you know, start, start to close this morning, one thing that our elder team has said we want to make sure that we do is to offer prayer every Sunday for people, if we can. I guarantee you, if you want to be 100% in not seeing anybody get healed, just don't pray for them. Or oh, God overcome a situation in life. Or salvation. Whatever, you, whatever it is that you're passionate about. But we, we want to kind of try to dedicate ourselves to try to remember, and we forget sometimes, to offer prayer for you. Because you just don't know when you'll be the next person up here giving your testimony. You don't. You, you just don't know. And I can tell you from my history that there are things that we've prayed for for 20 years in our family that haven't seen a miracle yet. And you go and you push a little bit, and then some people help push with you. And then you're kind of like, okay, I'm a little weary right now. But then you get your wind again, and you start pushing. But we're going to offer prayer today because we are one. We're one in the Spirit. We're one in the blood. If, if the elephant, which I said to have it right here, if the elephant had been over here, I would have said there's something much bigger behind it. It's called a cross. And we can gather around that. We can leave the elephant, take it out of the room, and just say, we're going to move forward. God, what do you have for us? Where do you want to take us? What does it look like, land of, to be fruitful and multiplied?